Does your grandfather own one of the forgotten $60 billion worth of watches in the US? Zenith Daytona goes gold. Hamilton released a Far Cry 6 watch based on a video game. And G-Shock gets a little bit drunk with the limited editions. Welcome back to Casual Watch Talk. You're joined by Sam and Chris. Chris, how have you been this week? Oh, excellent. Excellent. Post, uh, post-pandemic haircut. We're good. Out, out and about. So vaccinated and and free how are you been yes all good here well should we roll into watch obsessions have you had a watch obsession this week so my watch obsession is wondering where my watch obsession is no no citizen eco drive no uh no flieger no eco drive flieger has not arrived and it's been now a month i think well maybe a little less than a month but um yeah so i uh i opened a support case feel like i feel like that customer strongly worded comment god yeah i was like guys uh you know like did you and uh also and you probably have some experience in this uh i ordered some electronics from the uk and it was like this little keyboard thing and they sent it royal airmail i got it in six days it's funny you should mention that i've been having an argument not an argument some guy has been trying to bid on a watch strap back and forth uh he's in the netherlands and he's like can you can you do free postage on this watch strap and i was like look mate the difference between shipping something from the u.s to europe and the difference from shipping something from the europe to the u.s is worlds apart not only is it significantly cheaper to post stuff from europe to the us it's a lot easier to do yeah yeah i mean i yeah I've, i had to ship uh ship something to australia and just the smallest package to australia is like 17 dollars, and that's like first class mail that's like like three ounce first class mail is like 70 dollars. you're like what the heck so uh yeah so i mean got that quick so now i yeah i don't know what's i don't know where it is where's my eco drive flieger so um that was uh that was my obsession and then uh more of a more of a another thing kind of going on this uh weekend i was at a uh car show and doing some uh doing some watch spotting which car which is great car show watch spotting is always fun and uh i had to do a double take i saw a a red and blue uh bezel and kind of look, kind of look like a GMT Rolex, and then like had the had the solid link bracelet, had the like heavy duty sort of Jubilee style bracelet. And I like looked over, and then I kind of walked over, and I was looking at some other cars, and I was drinking some coffee, came back over, and I was like, and I saw the day date window, and I was like, oh Seiko oh, mod, oh yeah. And I just like walked up, and I was like, hey, nice Seiko mod, and he was like made his day which is great so if you're you know if you're out and you see stuff like that and i was like oh yeah and he's like oh yeah you know i had i had a guy do it and he, i got this awesome bracelet on and we kind of talking he's like what are you wearing i had my uh uh white dial uh 104 on and uh and kind of back and forth it's really good so we're like changing instagram and then we we were kind of joking i don't know how it is on your instagram sam but mine is cars and watches so if if it's not cars or watches i just i'm not following you <laughs> well my watch obsession is one that I own. Well, well, first of all, I, I've been uh, Christopher Ward sent me the C sixty five Sealander, the auto. I didn't talk about it last week because last week we did we interviewed Justin from the Rolex AD. But getting to see one of these in person is it's awesome. 
it, they've, they've really done an amazing job of this. So I've been obsessed with this one. And then also my X33, I might be able to pick it up tomorrow. So they've fixed Ooh. it. Oh, okay. New, mod- new module, you think? No, I think it was just the alarm portion of it, the backplate alarm. Uh, if anybody's not familiar, I bought, I owned an Omega X33 for all of two days. Yeah, it was like one static, just one static picture of it on here. I don't even think you had it wearing it. I don't even seen, I haven't seen you no, wear it. No, I didn't do a single video of it. I bought it from the guys over at Orlando Watch Company. I know they watch this, so thanks for watching. And I took it back to them. They warranty everything for 12 months, even though it was pre-owned. So they've been looking after it for me. And they had a real problem getting the parts uh, quickly, I should say, which... If anybody's got those vintage Quartz Omegas, definitely check with your... I don't know whether Omega themselves would have done it any quicker, but I get the impression that the parts are either hard to source or maybe just because of COVID and everything. So, yeah, so that was, that's was that been my watch obsession, the X33 and the Christopher Ward. We can't do Rolex update anymore because... Right. Yeah, I know. You've got it. You've got it. So it was kind of a double... Uh, yeah, it was not only the, the surprise that... The surprise wrist, wristwatch check, but uh, and that great interview with uh, Justin. Yeah, we got some good comments on that. That was I really enjoyed that, Chris. What did you think? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was good, and it was uh, it recalibrated my sort of stance on why why this is you know why why this is the way things are you know the empty Rolex booth stuff like that. So I answered some some really sort of good questions and i think the the big takeaway for both of us was the weird stuff that happens is is more the weird stuff that we make up to explain what is happening and has nothing to do with what's actually happening you know the cupboards are bare well that's because we don't get them and when we get them we sell them immediately so sorry you know instead of this like crazy you know, crazy conspiracy show, which is, uh, which is good to, which is good to hear, you know, you, you, uh, you, you kind of get caught up in it. It, It's, you know, much like when you're watching this on YouTube and you watch things on, on Netflix, et cetera, you go and you watch one funky space show and then you fall asleep to it and you wake up and it's like, aliens and conspiracy theories and you're just you're like how did my how did my youtube get full of this stuff you're like i don't want i don't want to watch any of this stuff so i feel like we just kind of go down the rabbit hole yeah it's like that uh you remind me of that coast to coast am that when i used to drive back from lax in the middle of the night would be that uh, the conspiracy theory radio but um yeah it was interesting i mean there's definitely there's definitely something going on with the rolex supply but justin who is an ad he, I think he said it best where he said, we want to sell these watches. Because yes. when yeah. I was in the store, there was several people that came in with a genuine interest in buying a Rolex there and then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he said, he's like, we want to sell the watches. If we had them, we would sell them to you type of thing. So that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think it's okay. I, I mean, I think every retailer has the right to sort of do this. And I, I think this happens with certain luxury goods, certain, you know, especially like cars and things where, yes, we have the GT3 RS in stock, but we have already lined up someone to buy it. Mm. Like that, we wouldn't have ordered this if we did not have a buyer for this. And so if you walk off on the street and you're like, I want that Rolex Daytona. And they're like, that's great that you want that. But but we have people that we've talked to, customers that have come in and like this customer relationship stuff. So, you know, some of that stuff is definitely true where 
if you want if you want to get one of these if you you know if you're looking and if you're in the rolex uh land and you and you want to get one um it certainly doesn't uh, hurt to you know start a relationship and you know become a customer and uh, etc of the dealer yeah and have options which is what i did i had several options of things that i wanted yeah yeah cool well before we dive into this the watch news for this week let's do another thrilling episode of hit or miss This week, Chris, I present to you a watch that you thought would have been announced at Watches and Wonders, but it came across last week, and I first heard it about it when Adrian at Bark and Jack reviewed it, and this is Mm. the Ceramic Black Bay. What Mm. do you think of this new ceramic-cased Black Bay? So it's not the Black Bay 58, it's the standard Black Bay, no no date version with a ceramic case okay so complete completely ceramic case i thought see i thought it was like i i saw pictures of it and i thought it was just uh pvd yeah so this whole thing ceramic i I feel like that's changing my mind but i do want to talk about while we have while we're looking have you noticed an uptick in in black sort of pvd i feel like that style's kind of coming back a little bit i definitely have i've just reviewed a pvd coated Boulder watch. I'm not a huge fan of PVD coated watches, to be perfectly honest. But this one, with it being black ceramic, yeah, it's 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 you you can't you can't scratch it off. <laughs> that's not going to scratch it. It's not going anywhere. It's going to be black throughout the center of it. So that's cool. And um, big shout out to Lee on the Facebook group who got a chance to see one of these in person, and he said it's oh yeah, that's right, yeah. I like ceramic cased watches. I like the dark side of the moon. I've had the opportunity to review that on the channel and the gray side of the moon, which which I still think is one of the greatest Speedmaster that's ever Mm. been made. Mm -hmm. It's just stunning. Mm -hmm. I I like the idea. What I thought was quite funny was they've actually put, they've included the NATO strap as a complimentary strap instead of it. (laughs) I mean, just having that. Hello, Tudor. Like uh, when I bought the, my Black Bay 58, that was the biggest disappointment that they threw in a $20 NATO strap and then were talking about uh, as if it was the greatest thing that they'd ever invented. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So- yeah. Um, all right. I'm, I'm, I think I'm ready to call it. So next, the next question though, that's is, is the price. So that retails 4,700, 4,725. And that's, that's MSRP. Yep. In-house. Yeah. I, yeah, I think this is I think this is a hit. I'm going to say hit. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think this is a hit. If I had the money, I would be all over that Tudor chronograph for sure over this. But I think this is I think this is going to be a big hit for them. So let us know over on the Facebook group everyone whether the Tudor ceramic black bay is a hit or a miss. Join us over on the Facebook group. Yes, and you don't have to be objective like I was. You can be completely subjective like it or not and i just i kind of worked through that one and i don't know why <laughs> but i think it i think it looks good absolutely well let's dive into this week in watches and we've got some really interesting stories i think this first story was really interesting to me and it's another one of those where it's got some statistics in it and you have to kind of take them on face value because how would you how could you ever verify this but Watch Pro did an article based on research that Watchfinder did, and they claim that there's forgotten watches worth 60 billion gathering dust in the United States. 
how did they come up with this? Well, mm. yeah, how did they come up with this? The 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 theory that they had, the hypothesis was that there's luxury watches that people don't even know they have, either a you know, your grandfather or people who aren't really into watches that bought a luxury watch at one time and they because the market's gone crazy now that those watches are worth more so they they basically did a survey of 26,000 people and they found that 42% of those people had no idea what their watches could be worth so they've been doing some sort of maths back and forth they've quoted like the Cartier watches which have gone mad we also know that Rolex has gone up in in price it's an interesting article Chris what do you what do you think of it so first I love the I love the uh I love the art the picture of the photographs the two the like paint cans the like oh yeah here's oh the or the toothbrushes you're like oh yeah here's my planet ocean just you know kicking it next to my toothbrushes <laughs> it's great it's great um yeah, I think, I mean, it's a little, you know, it's a little uh, uh, cash for gold, you know, cats for gold. It's a little like, you know, you could have, you could have hundreds of dollars in your, in your, uh, you know, in your um, jewelry box kind of thing. A little bit of that. So at least they tried to sort of get a handle on it. But I, but I also wonder, like, did, you know, is there any scientific, like, did they, did they figure out like, well, what what people are wearing like versus what they're not and like maybe you know i'm listen i'm sure there's many many moms and dads out there that have a super nice watch that they got for a super nice occasion that's just kicking it in the in the drawer next to some socks i didn't they didn't do that picture did they I actually totally agree with you. It's very funny that Watchfinder did it because obviously they want to buy these watches. Right. It's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, a hundred, uh, one out of a hundred people, did, you know, suffers from restless leg syndrome. Says the maker of the restless leg syndrome drug. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Do Do you have the? Yeah. It. Yeah. It felt again. That's my cats for gold. Like, is it you? You might have hidden treasure. Like, it feels like a like a, a story nightly news uh, story. Like, you might have hidden treasure in your in your uh, top drawer of your. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I definitely believe that there is a lot of money out there that is left oh, in yeah. drawers, especially people who maybe got awarded Rolexes as retirement gifts. I, I know I worked at a place where the top salespeople got Rolexes as, and you might, if you're not into watches, you might not, you might not care. Yeah. yeah. And it wouldn't, and it, right. It like, it completely could have passed you. So, I mean, if you're talking like, let's say you have a 1980s Domino's pizza Rolex. Yep. Okay. And at that time, you know, it, they were expensive. They were they were luxury watches, but it but it, they weren't as I don't think they were as uh, valued secondary market as they are now. And so, if yeah, it, like I said, if you if you're not keyed into and you're not a wristwatch guy and you're not checking it or girl and you, like you look and you're like eighty thousand dollar what <laughs> you know or whatever i know these the comex divers if you were just oh my grandfather was a diver and this was the dive watch that he had yeah, i don't yeah, know much about it it's like well you sat on probably know, 100 000. Right? but it was the same yeah. thing with I, I think it must be the similar thing with coins people must have super rare coins that they don't know you know yeah like yeah it feels like like steel pennies or like misprinted quarters and stuff like that um, it, there was a, there was a story a while ago that was like, oh, I don't know if it was, it was actually a story, but it was like friends of friends. It was somebody who was like, 
Oh yeah, uh, you know, Grandpa had a uh, a pocket watch, a, a Patek Philippe pocket watch, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it was pretty cool." It 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 chimed out the time. That might yeah. be me that uh, told you that. Yeah, a friend yeah. of mine. That's right. Yeah, his his friend at uni given him, it, and I said to him, "You need to get that insured straight away." And to and yeah, to yeah, just you. yeah, that is it. Right, exactly. That is that is priceless money right there. That's great. So definitely check your drawers. I also think this applies to those people that were early. I think this is the next market. Those people that were early in Silicon Valley where they were making prototypes of Apple or prototype phones and things like that. Because some of those early Apple prototypes are going for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a uh, restored uh, Mac uh, SE and they're too pricey on eBay now. I mean, I remember I could just pick up one for like 80 bucks. And now like a fully restored one, like five, six hundred dollars. And I, I don't, you know, I mean, if you want one really, but it's, <laughs> but I just, I had one and restored it, but I wouldn't have, I would not buy them. And yeah, like the original Lisa and some of those, yeah, those early Mac stuff. I had one of the original cubes that I know I will live to regret selling the original cube ones that were only available for a certain thing. And also I think the, the Mac, the Apple Mac Bose 25th anniversary limited edition one is if you know anybody that's got one i bet you that's worth going to be worth a fortune rolling on to our next story here and the zenith daytona if anybody's not familiar with this this is the chrono master by zenith did you say zenith did you say daytona did you do I that did. on purpose i did that on purpose <laughs> it's another this is the another shot in the eye to rolex from zenith where they created the the Zenith Daytona. It's a stunning looking watch and they've now it done good. it in rose gold and it looks even better in yeah. rose gold. Yeah. If they put it on a rubber strap, they'd be they'd be <laughs> there'd be lawsuits thrown around maybe. Oh, the Zen- Zenith Flex <laughs> strap. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh yes, that's I mean that's their pattern. Primero Flex strap. But uh no, no, well, Oh, yeah, it's a it looks, stunning I mean, piece. It's it's yeah. absolutely stunning. You know, for twenty one thousand three hundred dollars, it's certainly comparable to a and the fact that you probably will be able to get this as well, which is, you know, different. Yeah, that's a, right. I think, yeah, I think that's a good, yeah, that's a good point. You know, you can be like, <laughs> you can, you could, you could go buy this. You could obtain this. This is not, this is not something you'd have to get up necessarily on a wait list for. I think it's an absolute stunner. I think they've done it. I think this is a huge hit for Zenith, although Zenith have been doing some amazing things recently. They, yeah, they have. And I, I think I'm not a super fan of the, the sort of the gold, but the gold with white there, it looks really sharp. And they're sort of typical tie-in with their, their three dials, their three colored subdials. Absolutely. I, I think they've got a real hit on their hands there. Next story here is another Seiko release. When I saw this new, they're probably limited edition, maybe they're not, but when I saw this, I don't know if it's wrong of me that I just really loved the strap that it came on. I think this looks awesome in NATO (laughs) that they've done. Right. Right. These are two very good looking watches, to be perfectly honest. The, The NATO, I'm all about that. I think they've done a great job of the NATO. But again, this is, we find ourselves talking about these, this mid-range sort of Seikos that they're 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 tickling up in price here. These are one thousand two hundred type area. What's your uh, what's your view? Of, well, first of all, before we go into the movement, what do you think of the look of these? Uh, so uh, so it was interesting. I was I was checking out another. I, was, I think it was on here or one. Somebody else had an article on it, and they specifically pointed out 
the color of the loom. So they they did. Is this the is this the set that they did where they sort of gave it sort of like an aged colored loom, or is this not that? It one? looks very creamy in color, doesn't it? I would say right. Yeah, and as most of us Seiko watch nerds know, um, their loom didn't age like that. Their loom doesn't become that color. Um, so, so for them to sort of make that choice, I feel like I would like to announce that we're in it. So those are the original, and then there's that. Yeah, yeah. So the original. So those like are the original green. pieces they're based on. So yeah, it's like almost like a green, and and like it it starts to kind of almost darken on the edges. And then um, anyway, I'd like to announce here on the show that we are in a post uh, patina loom world now. Uh, we at uh, the Casual Watch Talk will no longer call it Patina. We we will call it, uh, what do you think, Off-White, Eggshell? We're just going to call it Eggshell. <laughs> well, yeah, because <laughs> I never understood the resurgence of the old Radium look. Because Radium mm-hmm. was is a period of history that you should really forget. We well, should remember it because right. of the horrendous right. damage right. Never it did. do it again. Yeah, exactly. I think these are good-looking watches, but I still struggle all day. I'm about the Seiko Turtle. I think it's I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But the movements mm-hmm. that they're putting in these and then charging twelve hundred dollars mm-hmm. for it, I just feel. I know this is going to get probably a lot of you know comments from Seiko lovers. I love Seiko, but it makes me feel uncomfortable paying that much money for the 6R35 movement when right. it's, what right. is it, minus 15 plus 20 or something. I don't know how they get away with it, to be perfectly honest. Let's, I mean, just, let's go back to, let's go back to the Tudor, ceramic Tudor we looked at just a moment ago. So for a quarter of of the price of that, so just, I would rather save up and get something like that, knowing that you you have not only in-house movement, and maybe this just isn't fair because it's a quarter of the price of that, but just just the way I feel like if I was going to save up $1,200 for it, uh, for something like I, I'd have to absolutely love the look of this, or it'd have to be just throw away, sort of throw away money. I, I totally agree with you. And why I'm getting kind of a little bit bent out of shape is this, not to plug this Christopher Ward again. But this Christopher Ward is, say it's $865, I think, on the bracelet. Plus, they're always doing an ongoing promotion, more or less an ongoing promotion, $125 off. This is using a Sleater movement that you can regulate to cost. As mm-hmm. as you've shown on your time graph and many times that these Swiss yep. movements, you can put them in any orientation and they'll hold regulation. A Seiko movement, you put it on its side, don't you? Yeah, and yeah, it's and it just it'll off. go like yeah, it'll go plus fifteen, like in one direction always. It goes like plus fifteen, and you're like, well, what do you do about that? You're like, you can't, you can't do it unless you get you, you know. It's interesting. At the same time, you'll get you'll get you know, uh, folks that'll just like, oh, I got a, I got a runner, you know, like oh, I got a good one, you know, and you're like, oh, it's it's it it keeps great time, and that's great, that's fantastic, but that that feels like it doesn't feel like the norm. No, and if it, if any if you're tempted to comment. My Seiko is two seconds a day. Put it on a time grapher, take a picture, and then put it on its side. Put it in different orientations, and I think you'll be surprised at how poor they keep regulation in different positions. Chris and I did a whole video on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you, right, you can regulate them down to cost, 
but their positional accuracy is never going to be as good as some of the uh, sort of standard ETA Swiss movements that come out. So that's, and that's, yeah, that's, that's where that argument goes. And they're very easy to magnetize as well, these, these Seiko movements. But anyway, this is the thing. I love the look of these and I would be all over it for $300, $400. I'm not all over it until they can get their, I think that, and everything that ETA does and Salita does is significantly better than Seiko until you get to the high beat movement, until you get to the spring drive. If this watch was the, you know, had a, we've talked about this, a value spring drive in it, and it was $3,000. Take my money. Yep. Yep. If this had a smooth second sweep spring drive in it, oh, yeah. Yeah. $3,200. Yep. Get get the get the credit card out. So, well, it's uh yeah that's a that's a I think that's a miss. But uh, you know I I I agree with you. If it was down in if we were down in a in a regular like four or five hundred dollar land for this, it'd be a hit all day long. Maybe they're just not selling them to people like you and I. Yeah, exactly. They 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 care little about what uh, what we think. But speaking of people who are very very passionate about their hobby and and i am one of them so don't get me started on this but hamilton are doing a tie-in with far cry 6 if anybody's not familiar mm. far cry is a first person shoot shooter game up until the last one far cry 5 before that they were i think it was the best first person shooter you could buy that the the games are absolutely fantastic and hamilton are have done an exclusive designed watch in the game so it's good it's based on the titanium hamilton khaki there's not much that you can see from it and they might i don't think they've alluded to it whether it will they will they will actually make this watch but the character certainly has got a hamilton in it and it's one of the i think it's one of the the perks that you win at one time i think this is cool they've moved on from movies what do you think chris oh yeah no i think it's great it's great it reminded me of another game um uh have you played uh tom clancy's the division i have not i played some of the early ones the early rainbow six ones yeah yeah but uh the division and the division two had um had a basically sort of a like a watch in the game and i i think a bunch of people like sort of clamored for a company to make it so I think this is this is kind of a good this is kind of an interesting interesting tie-in to to start where you know it's already digitally <laughs> digitally in the game. I could definitely see um, I could definitely see Hamilton getting some getting some new fans out of this. There, I mean, I think that's you know this sort of uh, tactical. Um, uh, it's the sort of their target market. Um, and you know, they, they, you know, like showing them, showing the main character wearing the school wristwatch, um, good for the, good for them for, for getting in there and, and pulling that off. Yeah. This actually reminds me of the watch that they made for Metal Gear Solid back in the day. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Very yeah. famous Casio that, uh, snake had i'm glad that they've done it i'm a big video game nerd as well but let us know in the comment section down below whether you think this is a tie-in or whether uh, whether you like this tie-in or whether hamilton should just stick to the uh the movie tie-ins next story 
I know I shouldn't make things all about myself, or what is it? The reporter shouldn't become the news. But next story <laughs> yes, is yes. a couple of weeks ago, Chris and I were talking about the metal G Shocks. So the DW. 5600 range or the 5600 range there's multiple models under that the metal version that casio makes for 550 dollars we alluded to the fact that i think that's expensive for what it is so i kind of put my money where my mouth was and i bought a bought the casio this is the solar one and i bought the metal case from aliexpress so this is a solar g-shock cost me a hundred dollars off ebay and then the case and bracelet cost me $54 from AliExpress. I love it. I think it's fantastic. I'm going to do a video on how you can do it yourself. But one thing that I hadn't thought of, and somebody, Rob, on the Facebook group called me out on it a little bit, is I am not a fan of homage watches. I don't like them. I am not a fan of fake watches or super clones. And he said, and I actually agree with him, is that even though this is an aftermarket metal case, they have put G-Shock right. on it in right. the G-Shock font. So the question to you, Chris, is, and the question to the audience is, I'm viewing this as a mod that I've done to a Casio, but Rob was viewing it as a Casio that is partly fake. Yeah, like a, like a fake bracelet. Fake bracelet, fake bezel. Yeah, because a... it's got the G. Now, if it didn't have it on it, it says it. Yeah, if it was just blank, if it was like no, but but also it has that. It has the telltale, like the G-Shock bracelets have the uh, dots, the telltale little dots. So I mean, like that feels like their industrial design, one hundred percent. Like if you you can't, like are you one? If you know G-Shock, you look at that and you're like, that's the strap. You're like, I know that, you know. So, so. there's no way that G-Shock <laughs> would be able to to do this to trademark to do a design patent on this bracelet because it, it would be a minefield for them. But they definitely do own the copyright of right. G-Shock. Yeah, 100 yeah. percent. So it's an interesting so. whether 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 that makes me a little bit hypocritical. I mm, was viewing mm -hmm. it as, oh, it's like a Seiko watch that you mod with an aftermarket bezel that you might, you know, you might completely change the bezel, the bezel insert, yeah. you might change the case I, on it. I kind of feel that way about the Seiko dials. So the so there are aftermarket, so they do, so, you know, uh, orange dials are sometimes hard to get a hold of blue dials are sometimes hard to get a hold of and there's a bunch of divers that that they're just printing seiko on them and it, they're just making seiko dials and you know they're the seiko company is not making them and they're this aftermarket dial and it has like the weak loom on it sort of thing so oh that's a tough one that's a tough one i it i it still feels like a mod because it's the outside case to me. Yeah, because it's definitely... But I definitely get his point. Yeah, because the G-Shocks are a module, aren't they? I mean, the entire... You can see the back. It's just... All I've done is taken the rubber bezel off and put the and put the metal one over there. And then obviously it's got the metal bracelet. So the actual watch, the innards and everything are full Casio. It says Casio on it. They don't sell these on AliExpress as G-Shock bezels. They sell them as aftermarket bezels. In fact, they don't even right. show that it has G-Shock printed on it. They obscure this off. So yeah, let us know in the comments section and over on the Facebook group what you think, because I totally called out a fake Seiko that I got, even though it had a Seiko movement in it. Now, right? I yeah. don't think this is anywhere <laughs> near in the league of that, but 
it definitely is a, an interesting conversation. If you are thinking of doing this mod, I would not. I would highly recommend it. But I'm going to do a video because it seems like it's an easy mod to do, but it's actually not that easy. Well, there's a certain things that you need to need to be aware of. But yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and and then I, I guess the final takeaway there is is your you're in for you know less you know a lot less money than 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 what you could get a full metal g-shock for exactly so. so this with all the i bought a bezel in error as well so i'll call that out in the video so i had to buy another bezel so i probably put closer to 180 into it but if you just had the standard g-shock square one and you weren't bothered about the solar or anything you can get those for 45 46 dollars you could get the metal you, you could be in it for less than for around about $100 for a full metal uh, metal G-Shock. It's so comfortable. This bracelet, Chris, have you ever seen a bracelet where the pins in it are mini spring bars? Yes, on some of the, um, yeah, yeah, on some of the deployant clasps, that's what they'll do. But but I've not, not seen a whole bracelet that's built These like that. These are very yeah. short, stubby spring bars in it. And it's... The easiest bracelet I have ever changed in my life. And whoever this company is in China, if they can knock a bracelet out this and the actual bezel for $54, it's incredible. That It's incredible the, the engineering that's gone into this. I, I, I've just been wearing nothing nothing but this at the moment, really, which is weird because I, I wore this more than my new Rolex. But anyway. Speaking of G-Shock, Chris... I don't know whether they probably had one too many of these beers when they thought of this idea, but what did you think of this? The Budweiser limited edition. It's, <laughs> uh, it felt like if they released, uh, here, let's actually, you know, it's a good time. We we could, we could, I could date myself. I could put exactly like, uh, so I'll say like, these did not go over like the Budweiser frogs. Or do you, do you remember the Budweiser frogs? Am I too no, old? No, I, I sort of remember them a little bit, but Budweiser wasn't heavily the, advertised. It, Budweiser wasn't heavily advertised at the time in the UK, like it was. Oh, that's yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Like kids in the eighties and nineties. Okay, yeah, yeah, maybe a little later. Uh, what's the? Uh, do you remember the the What's Up? Yes. Do you remember that one? All right, all right. So, so yes. Yeah, so to so to G Shock, I say. Was up. I know it's funny because <laughs> not only um, some people obviously Hodinky wrote about it as if it was the most the greatest thing that's ever the greatest G shock that's ever been made, yeah, as yes, they normally yes. do. But there were some interesting comments. So first of all, this thing is priced at two hundred dollars. It's the standard. It's not the solar. It's a two hundred dollars, and there's people rightly said in the comments. I like it, but this should come when you buy a uh, 12-pack of Budweiser. This should be the free, <laughs> right, right, this exactly. should be collect your coupons yeah. on the Budweiser. Yeah. Exactly. It comes with like a keg or whatever. You know, you get two kegs, you get two party kegs, and you get uh, two 24-packs, and it comes with a free watch. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I think that that is, it's great if it was a free promotion. Yeah, it 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 feels like the... It feels like them doing a limited edition Budweiser fanny pack. Exactly. You know, where you're like, I'm not going to wear this. I don't know if, like, is it, is it, it's not in style, but then like it's, are we past that? Like, 
hipster we could wear this i, I i'm confused maybe it's just because of my age <laughs> does anybody love budweiser that much that they would spend 200 dollars on having it on a watch i wonder or whether it's just going to be speculators buying it partly because it was on hodinky can they flip it will it go up in value or three or three can i pull it off ironically See, like, that's what I think. Like, I, I want that. Like, you want that. Like, if you're that person that's like, I'm going to ironically wear the G-Shock, the Budweiser G-Shock, like showing up at the showing up at the watch me being like, yeah, guys, we're really interested to know what you think. So whilst you're hitting the thumbs up and subscribing to the channel down below, let us also know what you think of the Budweiser limited edition G-Shock. As always, guys, we really appreciate you watching and listening and we'll see you next time on Casual Watch Talk. Thanks, guys. Bye.